Hey, I'm your host, George Payne, and welcome to Build Up Africa, a podcast brought to you by Adiverse in which we explore the rapidly developing African tech landscape with a focus on Web3, entrepreneurship, and investing. You can listen to Build Up Africa on YouTube, Medium, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. In recent years, the online freelance market in Africa has been on the rise, with an increasing number of Africans leveraging their skills to earn a living. From software development to graphic design, Africans are showcasing their talent and creativity to clients worldwide. However, despite the potential growth in this sector, African freelancers often face several challenges, including difficulties in receiving cross-border payments and verifying the credentials to potential clients. This is where blockchain and cryptocurrency can play a pivotal role in streamlining the freelance market in Africa. With the use of blockchain technology, freelancers could have an immutable and transparent record of their skills, work history, and credentials. This would not only enhance their credibility to potential clients, but also protect them from fraud and misrepresentation. Moreover, crypto could be used to optimize cross-border payments, as it provides a faster, cheaper, and more secure alternative to traditional payment methods. Freelancers would no longer have to worry about exorbitant transaction fees and slow payment processing times, which could significantly improve their cash flow and financial stability. In this episode of Build Up Africa, we'll be speaking to Tongaya Choto, a thought leader in the African freelance market, to get their insight into the potential of blockchain and crypto in addressing the challenges faced by African freelancers. We'll also be discussing the current state of the freelance market, the opportunities available, and the skills required to succeed in this rapidly evolving sector. Hello, everyone. I'm Tongai Choto, co-founder and CEO of AfriBlocks. Brief about my background, I'm a software developer based in Harare, Zimbabwe. Graduated from the University of Zimbabwe. Uh, I was doing computer science and mathematics. As soon as I graduated, while I was in that space of trying to figure out what to do next, am I going to look for work? Am I going to be an entrepreneur? You know, things like that. So that's the first time I heard about Bitcoin. And it was really an amazing technology. I remember reading about it a lot that day. And fast forward, I decided to be in that uh, blockchain uh, Web3 space as a developer, developing solutions for for different projects, you know, from develop a smart contract for women farmers um, to be able to receive funds from sponsors across the, the world. I think we raised about 25,000, supported about 10 families uh, of women farmers across Zimbabwe uh, using Bitcoin. Uh, we also developed a money transfer service uh, for the startup that I was working for during that time to do remittances from the U.S. to Zimbabwe specifically using Bitcoin and we got a license to do that from a reserve bank so which was something that was pretty interesting uh, so yeah that's that's me you know and in my background I love software development and uh, most recently we started AfriBlocks as uh, a pan-African freelance talent marketplace for top tech and design talent uh, freelancers across the continent of Africa most of our, our, ta- our talent is about in seven African countries right now, we have about 15,000 uh, freelancers registered on our platform. And most of our clients are from the US, the UK, and Canada. So yeah, that's that's Tungai Choto and you know a brief introduction of uh, what we're building. So it'd be helpful for, for the listeners to kind of understand the context in which this conversation is taking place. So can you walk us through, from your perspective and the research that you've done to the market, how has the freelance market developed in Africa over the last 10 to 15 years? 
the freelancing has been really interesting. It really globally started like, you know, around, I'll say around 1998, 2000, freelancers started to really take off uh, the platform like Olens and eDesk that then, uh, that's, that's now the Upwork, uh, those companies merged. And I always joke like, uh, you know, uh, that those companies started like literally 25 years ago. And they they really, you know, started freelance, introduced freelancing to people because you know how the, the global or job marketplace or everything in general is always changing because of technology. And one of those things that accelerated this growth in, in freelancing and remote work was the rate of internet penetration and rate things like uh, mobile and smartphone and laptops uh, you know people now you know they call it called it you know the global village people now being able to connect and work together because of the internet and the devices being available payment methods being available including you know uh, you know the, the introduction of cryptocurrencies as well so all of those things have accelerated the growth of you know freelancing globally. Uh, when we talk about the the continent though, Africa, it has uh, been slower uh, than any other regions. However, Africa is huge, and uh, you know when you look at the you know the 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 demographic of the population with you know sixty uh, percent being under the age of twenty five. And the population right now just reached 1.4 billion people. And that means it's the literally the youngest region in the world. So the young are the people that drive economies everywhere you go. Talk about, uh, you know, advancements in technology, advancements in, in food security and transportation. All of those things are being driven by young people globally. So with Africa having that young population, the next step was to say, okay, we have all these people that are graduating from university. We have all these people that are taking courses if it's online because most of freelancers, actually about 40% of freelancers uh, get their education through the internet, through things like YouTube, through you know being self-taught. We have a partnership with DataCamp uh, that allows our freelancers to take free courses that's, you know, all of those resources allow more and more people to say, okay, I graduated from university as a carpenter or uh, an engineer, uh, electrical engineer. So now I can upskill and learn more skills such as software development, such as design that allow me to access jobs uh, globally um, through the internet since it's difficult to access those jobs locally. you know, right now when we look at the you know internet penetration rate in in, in Africa, it, it just surpassed forty percent, uh, which is great. But you know, there's still some regions that uh, still have low you know uh, internet penetration rates. So once we start to see internet and mobile phones grow, you know, like across all regions, the the next step, for example, you know, we have all this talk about uh, you know uh, Elon Musk's uh, Starlink that's you know adding more people on the internet and it's adding more people to have access to resources training skills and more people to be to be added into the global marketplace and africa is in a unique position to be able to take advantage of all of those you know factors and to be able to provide the talent that the world needs today and tomorrow so 
there's been a there's been a shift towards these online skills with freelancers. What are the other what are the specific growth drivers? You you've mentioned that internet penetration, access to education for software development and online labor. What are the other growth drivers for this particular freelance market in Africa? Okay, I, I think there there you know a couple. Some of them include you know just generally there have been more online freelancing platforms that have been created. So you know the states say that you know it, a freelancer is in on at least three platforms at any given point. So that means you know there's there's access to more to more jobs. And uh, the 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 gig economy basically has been growing uh, even outside you know things like software development. We've seen you know things like Uber, Bolt, Jumia. That means gig workers basically have more marketplaces to be able to provide their services. So that's part of the thing that is contributed to that growth. And then you know we also have things like you know increase in digital skills training. There are companies like Andela. You know that that has trained uh, developers. I think they started around 2017, if I'm not mistaken, and they've uh, you know trained freelancers, uh, trained designers, developers mainly. So all of those things contribute. And I always say, you know, what in the in in this context, um, you know, it's easy to see another platform as as a competitor. But for me, I see it's like indirect. Why? Because if someone is trained on another platform doesn't mean they cannot use their skills on our platform. They can use their skills on any platform. They can use their skills uh, to basically, you know, fuel this growth uh, that has been going on. COVID-19, though, also was one time when most people were just suddenly online and had to figure out or didn't have anything to do. And it kind of, you know, shined a light on the possibility of the whole world being able to work um online without having to go to the office so that was another you know unexpected unfortunate event that also accelerated freelancing not only in africa but across the world but you know mainly on the continent in other in other countries they were able to be given you know subsidies uh, financial support from the government it was not the same uh, for most african countries and the citizens they had to figure out how to you know make more money uh, on the other side of the marketplace in the United States, the UK, people had more time to, you know, look at that idea they always wanted to do. And now they're online, they're home, they're not working. People, a lot of business businesses were started during that time and they needed remote, affordable, uh, skilled, qualified talent. And Africa was one place to look for. Um, I'll say the final thing that we have seen as super important is the building of the technology infrastructure that supports that growth. And the reason is uh, it's very easy to just create WordPress website where people can register, upload profiles. But it's more than that, uh, you know, think about payments. How how can you pay someone uh, in Ghana? How can you pay a freelancer in, in Nigeria? You know, what are the rules and regulations involved in that? How do you properly vet the talent? You know, is it manual? Are you able to place an algorithm to do that? Do you need to make phone calls? So all, all of that infrastructure from a job being posted, the collaboration aspect and the payment, that technology infrastructure is what we are building in AfriBlocks because we, you know, we want to be the go-to for access to highly, highly qualified, uh, affordable African freelancers. And 
I don't think that is possible, you know, through emails or through Telegram or through WhatsApp. There needs to be that robust infrastructure that supports that growth so that when we reach a point where, you know, a company comes and says, I want to hire, you know, 50 people, uh, you should be able to just do that because there's this platform that allows you to connect with that talent. That makes a lot of sense. Can you help us understand what the industry looks like today? What are the skills that, that Africans are providing? What is being demanded? What does that market look like at the moment? Okay, so I've seen, I think it's very easy to just point out to say software developers, which is true. There's, there's always need for developer talent because, you know, coding is not super easy to do, uh, particularly if you're doing it, you know, high things like, you know, machine learning, artificial intelligence. Anyone can learn it, but, you know, it takes time. So that means, you know, the talent is is highly sought out for. For example, um, you know, Web3 talent, coding, uh, smart contracts is not easy, working with Rust, working with Solidity, all of that. So that's the talent that's in demand globally. And then, you know, talk about uh, project managers, they're also in demand. Talk about design, UI, UX designers, um, user experience, user interface. So I'll say those are the top three that we have seen. However, they are, you know, I guess it depends on the client that you're focusing on. For us, we are focusing on startups, you know, businesses and enterprise. But if you also focus on individuals now, they have a need for, you know, virtual assistants, they have need for social media managers, uh, digital marketers, people that schedule their, help them with their, keep their calendar schedules. So that's more like, you know, micro tasks, if I may put it that way, even things like data entry. So that's, that's another category. So for me, I kind of split it in two, you know, those are high skills that, uh, services that need higher skills, like software development, design, and that take time basically for someone to learn. And then skills that need less skills, if that makes sense, like virtual assistants and social media managers. So those are the requests uh, we have been seeing on our platform uh, since we started. And then going forward, how do you see this market developing over the next five to 10 years? I see the market, you know, continuing to grow. This year, uh, 2023, the first quarter has been a bit slow. And most of it is now the effects of people or companies hiring a lot during COVID. And now it's kind of, you know, slowing down. But I always say in all of the people that, you know, we've seen Facebook layoff people, we've seen Google, I think, you know, a lot of companies. But all of those people are now also looking to create their own startups, their own businesses to keep going. And they always look into affordable talent because that's something that you always need as a business to be able to say, can I get a reliable team, reliable teams that can support what I'm building at affordable prices. So I think in the next 10 to five to 10 years, freelancers definitely continue to grow in, in Southern Africa, in Africa, Sub-Saharan Africa. And uh, one of those things that we can do as a people to help this growth is around, you know, building that, the technology that assists with that. So at Afriblocks, one thing that we're doing is using blockchain uh, for some of our core features, for example, uh, things to do with uh, skill records for freelancers. We've seen an issue where a freelancer, you know, 
like I mentioned, freelancers are on three or four platforms and I've done a job there, I've done a job here, but my portfolio is now all over. And currently, globally, people are more looking for someone who's skilled than someone who has an academic record. So for example, me, it's not very valuable to say that I did uh, computer science at MITS at University of Zimbabwe. It's great, but I'll say like probably like 90% of the coding that I know are skills that I've acquired over time through that gig economy. So the question now is how do you track that? How do I, I can of course upload and say I did this at this point and this point and, and share. But the first question is how do I, do I do that every time I do a job on every other platform? And the second question is how do clients verify that I really did what I'm saying I did? You know, I guess that's the vetting process. We've seen people post um, designs and then when you get to work, you're like, that's not the same person. This design is not as good as what was on their profile. So that's the issue of vetting. And we see blockchain and smart contracts being one of those technologies that can solve that. So on our platform, we're developing this to say, you know, as you work, we want to create an attested skills record that's uh, recorded on the blockchain and that's immutable and that's also transferable to say every time you meet, you meet a new client, you should be able to give them a link that's on the blockchain that verifies that they've done this work and this work is looking this good. So it's some of the ways that we're using blockchain technology and we're still exploring things like rewards to incentivize our users uh, to participate more in the ecosystem. So if you get a good job done, if you pay another client, you should be able to be rewarded for doing that. And those, among other things, I think that's part of the two projects that we are focusing on in terms of blockchain to be able to assist freelancers across Africa to, to access more jobs and to be ahead of the curve, to participate and to thrive in the global gig economy. So blockchain, you believe, plays a critical role in the future of yeah. this online labor market with freelancing in Africa. Yes, it, it does. And, you know, there's even the conversation around decentralized uh, gig economy platforms, which I think is something worth looking at as we go into the future um, to be able to work as a freelancer and not have to pay too much in fees uh, if it's money transfer fees because we're using that underlying technology that allows you know money transfer to be you know cents basically uh less than a dollar to be able to receive your payments so uh, that layer that blockchain technology layer is, is something that's going to be very crucial in my point of view not only in africa but globally so our approach is to you know introduce these features to our community in a way that is intuitive and user-friendly because from my experience, what I've seen, something that's good, I'll say that we need to be aware of or we need to be careful of as developers is to not create technology that's difficult to use because that just slows down the uptake of that technology. So, for example, I'll just give an example about uh, we have EcoCash here, which is a mobile money, right? And people don't really ask, like, how does it work? They just use it. Why? Because it works. But if it didn't work, then some people would just start to like question, like, how is this 
are even possible and things like that. So I always give that example to say we need to build solutions that are easy to adopt. And the only way technology is easy to adopt is because it works and it's easy to use. It is intuitive. It's not confusing. So those are some of the things that we are constantly researching and building uh, here at AfriBlocks. So just for the purpose of the listener, to get an understanding of, of your perspective as well, yeah. what are you actually building Afro? What is AfriBlocks doing? What is the platform and, and how can, can users engage with it? Got you. So, you know, our website is afriblocks.com. We just released our, our AfriBlocks 1.0 platform, which is what we're calling a workstation. So this allows you to post a job, you know, receive job offers, collaborate on that job, get paid, and also access, you know, training skills res- uh, resources, for example, the one we have with DataCamp. So that's afriblocks.com. And, you know, it's a marketplace of freelancers, highly qualified. All of our, of our talent is thoroughly vet- vetted before they added into the pool that you access when you say, I'm looking for a React developer. So that's, you know, what we're building. We just launched that. Please visit afriblocks.com, post a job on anything that you need. And then beyond that, that's where we are working on rewards-based incentives and also skills records based on, on the Cardano blockchain. So that's something that, you know, we're super interested, excited to be building. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Build Up Africa. If you'd like to learn more about Adiverse, please head over to adiverse.co. If you'd like to pitch for investment, please email a copy of your pitch deck as well as an overview of your company to pitch at adiverse.co. You can listen to Build Up Africa on YouTube, Medium, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. See you guys next time.